It didn't start great, but it really came out as a great game. Sharks come back from a nice road trip with a victory in the division. They are still undefeated in the division, folks. Let's talk about it right now. Let's talk about Hurdle 600th goal. We'll talk about that and more right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is December 7th, 2021. Aiden Hill's looking at you saying, yeah, I might have let in one bad one early on, but I was badass tonight with his 40 saves. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every single Sharks game home and away. So if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, of course, Discord after the show, and find everything at tealtownusa.com. Good evening, everyone. Alongside Al Martinet, I am Eric Kura. Along, <laughs> uh, you know, Al, uh, you know, it, it started ugly, but it was pretty sweet. Yeah, um, you know, it started very ugly, like you said, but... Um, it's a good bounce back win to get uh, their second against a Pacific opponent. Yeah, uh, two hundred, you know, two and zero against the Pacific, two and zero against a very strong Calgary squad who's been giving fits to everybody in the NHL so far this season. Um, you know, a, a good one in at the tank tonight. So, you know, let's. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious to. Look at some of the comments already in the chat already. Steve Rector is saying, curious to see if LeBanc draws back next game where he stays sitting. You know, uh, uh, shine. I thought Hill was going to forget how to goalie after back-to-back -back attempts to give a free empty net goal in the third. <laughs> you know, like, I, I bet you LeBanc gets back in the lineup because he's more of a streaky player, but um, I really hope they figure out what to do with LeBanc. Yeah. Uh, Dana Meyerson, why does Hill start off every game terribly and then slowly enter God mode as it progresses? <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, maybe just some some goaltenders just start off slow, but um, you know, the, the defense was kind of shaking for the first period and a half or so, but um, the first goal was definitely Hill's fault. Yeah, let's get right into it. So the Sharks come home. Uh, to basically finish out 2021, well, not basically, they're finishing out 2021 in the state of California. They play nine of their next, well, entering tonight, nine of their next ten uh, at home, and the exception for that one game in Anaheim. So uh, let's grip it and rip it at this one. Uh, Dubé, just a minute 37 in to make it one nothing. Calgary. You're thinking, oh, crap, we're, we're losing it already. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, like what Eric just said, um, Sharks play their first seven games at home, and this is a really big homestand, but like having a goal let in the first 30 to 30 seconds to a minute is just not a good start. Yeah. And even tonight, like, yeah, we scored four goals, but like for the most part, Calgary did control the pace for most of the game. So um, it's a good team win, and it's good win for hill especially but um you would you the sharks really need to perform well in this homestand to keep pace yeah and it doesn't help that uh you come home from a long road trip and you get off to that start and you're thinking here we go again calgary definitely dictated the, the gameplay early on you know the, you know granted they kept giving them giving san jose chances you know they get get ransom for cross-checking but but then there are these bright spots, including Tomas Hurdle starting his night off with his first goal of three on the night. Uh, a power play goal, for that matter, from Barabanov and Burns, and I thought that was a sweet shot by Tomas. Yeah, a uh, great shot. Uh, I mean, he's just got off the, the side, uh, was it against yesterday, against Columbus? But, um, you know, really great start for him right now, and honestly, like... 
I'm sure we're going to get into hurdle and trade talks, but like, I really wish he would stay with the Sharks long term. <laughs> we got to find we got to find some uh, some cap space for it. But in speaking of that, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I forget who mentioned it on Twitter, but this is an interesting thing. You had LeBanc scratched, Shimmick scratched, throw in Kane, and you have about fourteen million dollars of cap space, <sighs> either with the Barracuda or sitting in in the press box tonight. Yeah, uh, I mean, Kane's nowhere to be seen, thankfully, but um, 14 million. And like right now, I'm kind of, you know, if the market right now for him is probably in the Couture, just a little bit higher value. So Couture is probably like 8 million. So, you know, I don't think the Sharks have enough cap, but like it's going to be very, very interesting going forward because the Sharks are really competitive this year. And, um, I can't see Doug Wilson just going for it and letting Hurdle walk. I can't either. I mean, and if he starts heating up, which let's let's be honest here, if if this is the start of something, I mean, Hurdle had a goal against Columbus, you know, so the four goals in two games. Uh, if he starts getting going, you know, oh boy. But it's nice to see, in like Grandizier twelve saying. You know, Hurdle has 12 goals this year. Meyer has 11. Nice to two players with over 10 goals keep it up, and yeah. you hope you hope that's the case too. So, uh, moving onward, unfortunately, Calgary would get it back. Johnny Gaudreau with a nice backhander on there to uh, get his 10th of the season from Kachuk and Lindholm. Uh, Kachuk with a nice pass to uh, set up the goal for the, for Calgary to give them a two-one lead. Yeah, I mean, it's a great pass from Kachuk. He's a really good passer, but uh, Timo did kind of pinch in and try to get the puck. There were three Sharks forwards or three Sharks players in that area, and they just couldn't get the puck. So that's why Goodrow had a wide-open net. Um, honestly, I love Goodrow's game, or <laughs> Johnny Hockey's game. Um, <laughs> knew I was going to do that. But, um, you know, some of that is on Timo, and I don't really put much of that on Hill just because of how open and how... The defense just collapsed, um, and ever since that point, he was been he was pretty good throughout the rest of it. Yeah, uh, so that made it two one uh, Calgary after twenty minutes. Shots were fairly even. I think it was like fourteen to ten at the time. Uh, but then the Sharks would have Dolan take a high sticking penalty, uh, which didn't start you know the momentum yeah. well. Calgary would gain some momentum and eventually lead to. Uh, Adam Ruzishka getting his first NHL goal. I think we're up about 104 players who have scored their first NHL goal on the San Jose Sharks. Uh, that made it 3-1 from Tanev and Richardson. Uh, and again, this is like you said, Al. You saw Calgary coming on, and they would come on a little bit more a little after that goal, uh, kind of trying to steal all the momentum, and it could have gotten a whole lot uglier. Yeah, at 3-1, and um, I think the real critical point of the game was when Eric Carlson throws the puck out of the rink. Yeah. And, like, and honestly, like that whole second period, the first six or seven minutes, like you didn't know which side Eric Carlson was on. <laughs> it was just like um, really like turning over the puck left and right. And then a just a no excuse penalty for you just you just give a team another chance to make it four one, and at that point you could totally sense that Calgary was going for the kill shot, yep. and they kind of fumbled it. But um, some of that is just how things turned out right away for Eric Carlson going forward. Yeah, and uh, you know Carlson does take that puck over glass penalty where Calgary could have put it away. So credit to the PK. Uh, Calgary's got a top 10 power play. They end up 0 for 3. And then out of the box comes Carlson He's with a breakaway. Nice goal to beat uh, Vladar to make it a, a one-goal game at 3-2. to two. Uh, Couture and Weatherby on that on there. And uh, so it begs the question, Al, Carlson, the forward, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a possibility, right? we got to get all that... You can play multiple positions. You can do all that. But, um, you know, this was another, like, thankfully he scored there to make it two to three, and the Sharks had a lot of momentum going forward. But 
um, it, the, him scoring there did kind of save his butt. Yeah, uh, it, it did, and, and um, the gained some momentum for sure there. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, Zadorov takes a cross-checking call on Weatherby. He wasn't too thrilled about that call, but it sets up 11 seconds in, Logan Couture tipping an Eric Carlson shot to tie the game up at 3-3. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Couture's been kind of quiet. Um, I don't know if there's something going on, but, like, honestly, it's good to see Carlson still in the mix. He had a goal and assist, of course, but... Um, Couture is going to lead the way either through his leadership or through his scoring ability. Um, you haven't seen a lot of that from Couture where he's just kind of taping pucks in front of the net, but um, to get it 3-3 with still some time left in the second um, was huge because, honestly, like this could have been a 4-1 game. And um, because of the status with James Reimer, like he was out tonight, um, I'm not too sure if he was on the bench tonight so that he could have actually played if that was an option. But still, like, you're not playing that game at all. It's still 3-3 with a lot of time, with some time left in the second. Yeah, we should also mention Reimer day-to-day with an illness of some sort. Sharks aren't really saying too much, but it's not COVID-related. Of course. We, we hope not, at least. Um, so he he's in there. Melnichuk was called up from the Barracuda. We'll get to the Barracuda in a little bit. There, <laughs> we won't get to that. <laughs> yeah, that, mm. we we'll briefly yeah. touch on the Cuda because yikes. Uh, but uh, let's go to uh, PJ. Uh, good to see you, bud. Uh, super chat donation for five dollars. Thank you very much. As always, super chat donations. Of course, we do prefer Venmo because we get one hundred percent of the proceeds. Uh, we don't split it with Google on that one because you know Google has enough money to take over downtown. But uh, PJ says, "Go Sharks Hill for Governor 2022." Uh, let's let's talk about Aiden Hill on this night. Uh, yeah, he, he once again lets in uh, a rough goal early on, but forty saves on the night. Uh, kind of like the team, kind of calming down. You know they had they were a little chaotic early on, but then the Sharks calmed down and Aiden yeah. Hill got the goal support this time as well. Well, it's just rarity. Um, again, forty saves for Hill. Um, when it was three one, there was a couple of pretty good chances for Calgary to make it four one. Um, you know, honestly, um, he's been hit and miss this season, but like um, this was a really good st- stretch for him the last three or four games where, you know, 50 out of 53 saves versus New York and New York Rangers. Um, the Columbus game is a little bit on him in my book. Um, I thought that was a game where the Sharks could have pulled away from if they had just a little bit better goaltending. But um, honestly, like, this was Hill's game to steal, and he did it. Um, he did it twice now this season. Um, first... Uh, in the matchup in November, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, first Calgary, of course, and now tonight. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, Hill's played very well against Calgary this season. Wouldn't be surprised if he k- gets the bulk of the rest of the matchups against Calgary, uh, to be quite <laughs> honest. So, uh, super chat donation from Skyler. Uh, Skyler, thanks, bud. Hope you had fun on the road trip. Uh, good Sharks win. This moves San Jose back into the Wild Western Conference uh, wild card one playoff spot. Uh, try to do my best rock impersonation. If the playoffs started tomorrow, the Sharks would play Calgary. Playoff preview? Just what everyone thought. Uh, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and like for me, like the house, the Sharks are playing with house money at this point. Like um, I really did expect them to kind of be the teams like Vancouver, Montreal this year, but you know, I give him coach, coach Bob Boudinier a lot of credit this year because he's shuffled things in order, sent people down left and right. But like the team is really competitive this year for 60 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and, and Hank Vesuvius, you know, mentioning, you know, with three goals tonight and then, you know, six, uh, against Columbus, Columbus was definitely a team def- defense issue too. Uh, on there, so. that was also the last game of their road trip. True. Um, so like, 
I hate to use that as an excuse, but like it was a third period and they really didn't show for that third period. Um, let's, let's be frank. No, I get, I totally get that. And, uh, you know, that they got to stay on top of it because that's a, that's a winnable game on Sunday, you know, going three, three into the third, uh, it just fell apart, unfortunately. Uh, but with this, go ahead. You going to say something? No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to say, uh, but then later on, the Sharks, by then, when Couture tied it up, definitely had all the momentum. And at 18-10, Tomas Hurdle, his second goal of the game. What did you think of Hurdle's uh, second one that uh, put the Sharks in the lead for good? Uh, I mean, honestly, this was just a momentum play. Like, you score three goals um, back-to-back-to-back. Um, and... Really great period for Hurdle and really great team effort for all the, all everyone around. Yeah, and uh, Hurdle would then finish off with the hat trick for uh, his third of the game. And according to uh, NBCS Sharks, their six hundredth goal in Shark in his NHL career. At 600th point is what I believe what, yes. the, what the actual term is. So congratulations to Hurdle. Way to, way to get it uh, that way to finish up the scoring to make it 5-3. Uh, Midia, I'm going to forgive me for not getting this if I get this wrong. Midia Reznikov uh, saying hey now with a 499 Super Chat. Uh, you know, g- thank you very much for the donation. Uh, we appreciate all the donations. Uh, every one of you, uh, pr- you know, much kudos and everything on there for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, this is an impressive team win top to bottom. I mean, I mean, Calgary ranks number one in scoring goals first, and they scored 18 before, now 19. Uh, if when they score the first goal, like, everything for Calgary was was in their playbook get the goal get the lead early sustain it have solid goaltending um it kind of fell apart in the second period with that last part but like um if you're calgary you have to be kind of pissed that you've let two wins where the sharks were very very beatable both games and you get zero points out of it Okay, I, I wish I could bring this up onto the computer, but I, I'll do my best to use the screen here. Uh, Kevin Kurz, which, by the way, uh, is his final week as the athletic reporter for the Sharks. He's moving on to be the Islanders beat reporter for the athletic. Uh, put it out, if Hurdle had a little more separation there, he could have tried that move from his four-goal game eight years ago. <laughs> to which to which Marty Biron, you know, put, posts post his uh post that gif as he's got you know as he's triggered nightmares from from that game as marty Biron went into retirement you know a, a full kudos to marty Biron for being a good sport about it i mean he's yeah. he's had a lot of fun with that i think he also gave hurdle his goalie stick from his last game after he put him into retirement so that's awesome <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Correction. It's Couture's 600th point, not Hurdle. Oh, wow. <laughs> sorry, I, I had an NBC moment there. Uh, Bob Bugner on Tomas Hurdle. You don't play that long in this league and have that much success, and just all of a sudden the switch goes off. It was a matter of time. Uh, hmm. Do you agree with that? I, I think you know Hurdle had a really big struggle in then started getting the goals and, and the same thing i guess you could say for like benino you know uh i mean i think the two are not really linked at all i mean benino is more or less there for leadership not for points um the thing uh, i was watching the canadian broadcast more than the nbc broadcast and they kept on hammering the point that um you know that hurdles body posture his, his momentum just wasn't in the game and like if you show that you're down um it kind of looks bad on the younger players which the sharks do have a lot of younger players this season but for the most part i don't really buy into that i just buy i mean tonight proved that obviously when hurdle got that first goal um things kind of clicked but the big turning point of course was eric carlson swinging back that horrible penalty he took into a power power play goal or 
not a power play goal, but it was definitely a goal that kept them in one goal, one goal game. Yeah. As to reiterate from the other night where they were kept talking about a power play influence goal, that yeah. was a penalty kill influence goal. <laughs> Let's make up new stats tonight. <laughs> Uh, what, kind of backtracking a little bit. What did you think of the hit, uh, by Milan Lucic on uh Lane Peterson? I was. I didn't think it was that bad. It just I looked mean, ugly. I think at first. I, I think also because we're talking about Milan Lucic, who has had a kind of a checkered past. Um, when you see a Sharks player go down like that, you're obviously gonna check who it is, and obviously if that person checks out. Yeah, like Lucic is kind of an older player. He's kind of a, and I'm glad he's kind of found success now with Calgary. I'm surprised he didn't do too, too well with uh, Edmonton, but um, man, I, I just hope the player is doing fine. And honestly, I'm glad that, that there was no penalty for it because it didn't look that bad. Yeah, and Peterson, you know, went down the down the hallway for a moment, then came back onto the bench. Uh, you know. So, uh, looking at at his numbers on the night, I mean, he doesn't usually get too much time, but uh, 8.36 time on ice for him, you know, along with uh, right around the same time for uh, Yona Gadjevich, uh, and they were both a minus one on the evening. Uh, Weatherby would get a little bit more just because he's in the PK and the power play on there. Uh, but uh, looking all around, you know, on the score sheet here, Nice to see everybody. Burns getting two assists on the night. Carlson a goal and assist. Bear Bonoff two assists. Of course, Hurdle with the hat trick. Logan Couture a goal and two assists. You know, uh, nice to get a bunch of scoring going around and guys who needed to get off of the off the Schneid uh, over the last few games have been getting off the Schneid. Like we said, yep. Benino had you know four goals in a seven game stretch. Uh, coming into tonight, you know, you and then Burns had two assists tonight. Yeah, and, and he's starting to get heated up. I mean, and of course, Eric Carlson, of course, you know, has been on a on a nice run since he returned from COVID protocol. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, this is another bounce. This is the this is a bounce back year for Eric Carlson. I mean, um, it was a couple years ago. We we're just wondering if we can get the same type of player, but. He's been more consistent, and I think some of that also is just by the ice time. I mean, uh, I'll just take a look up from from the graphics that the TSN or Sportsnet made, and like last year he was make he was skating about 24 minutes a night, and now he's really just down to 21 ish. Now, I think that's a great way to preserve him, keep him going for 60 minutes. But um, I do wonder how much time. Are we really going to give to Burns and Ferraro that line? Because we're sitting at December, and can they keep up with that much time on ice? Yeah. No, I mean, 24, pretty much 24 minutes for both of them tonight. Carlson and Middleton, 21 minutes as well. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to see... Uh, how they're going to last this long. And, and again, with the Sharks, when they are in the number one playoff, uh, number one wild card spot, you know, it makes you wonder if they do get in to the playoffs, uh, how much gas will there be uh, if this team is to go on a surprising long run, which let's be honest, they've done before in the past. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Like this stretch, this seven game stretch when they're at home and they're playing most of their division opponents, like in my book, they need to go four or seven during the stretch. Like anything below that is you're kind of giving weight to the competition. Um, and starting out with a win on your first game of at home is pretty good. Yeah. But of course, um, like most of these players, most of these teams that we're facing up against, like Minnesota next game, Dallas, Seattle for the first time, which is going to be kind of interesting. But um, yeah, and out, out, you know, outside Seattle losing uh, to Pittsburgh emphatically, Seattle's kind of been on a run lately too. Yeah, uh, and Vancouver, they'll play Vancouver twice in about five days, and we all know how their coaching change has happened. You know, <laughs> and everything. Did somebody. 
did somebody say Vancouver? Uh, I, I'm trying to restrain myself till the 16th, but <laughs> okay, uh, you know, you know, you have to do Vancouver, you have to talk like that fine. for two straight games, right? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, a couple of st- <laughs> a couple of things. Go beats here. Uh, how about that call by Han when Lucic missed the wide open goal? Yeah, uh, that's karma, baby. Uh, that, that was, a, a, you know, that was like Randy letting the flow down a little bit. But uh, <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, I mean, um, I didn't watch much of tonight, but um, you know, I always like Randy, and I like him when he just goes off the hook like that. Yeah, uh, you, you, you totally missed the. Uh, a segment then of Han and Hetty uh, getting ready to devour their Augie's uh, brisket sandwiches. They, I, I don't even think Randy lasted until Hetty started doing the first period highlights. And we were like, go to commercials, let them eat. Let them eat, enjoy it. So, yeah. Uh, a couple of stats here. After going 11 games with no points, Burns has a goal and two assists over his last two games. Nice to see him start heating up after going on that long schneid. Uh, last five games for Eric Carlson, four goals and an assist. Yep. That, pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, nice to see. So, but uh, yeah, so the Sharks win this one. They get uh, back, like we said, back into that number one wildcard position in the Western Conference. Uh, you know, I see Walter Johnson. <laughs> It's all in the haircut. Yes, indeed. Richard Devalos. Yes. Montreal smoked beef. Yes. Oh, gosh. I, I can't wait to get to Augie's. I'm going to have to figure out how to get into the club for that, though. Because um, I believe they're in the club in Section 115, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, I mean, hopefully it's a little bit better so people can actually attend Sharks games. Like, but... <laughs> You know, that was one thing we haven't seen, and, and if anybody in the chat can tell us uh, about the attendance tonight, but um, it it looked, to use another Randy Hunt quote, totally sus. Uh, um, if, it, if it was over 10,000. I mean, they do count tickets sold, not tickets attended. So um, that's always been the issue with looking at that number. But tonight it looked like the Laura Bowl was just kind of deserted. Um, you could have really just bought a ticket on the second bowl and walked down. Yeah. So they'll stop you, but you can just go to the next one. Absolutely. Uh, so San Jose's at 29 points. They picked up their 14th win of the year. Uh, but of course, trailing right behind them, Colorado, 28, Dallas, 28, Vegas, 28, Winnipeg, 28. Uh, <laughs> It's going to be a tight one, folks, uh, unless somebody starts breaking free. I mean, Dallas has won seven in a row. They'll be coming in on Saturday night. Vegas has won yep. a couple in a row uh, to get back in it. And Colorado and Dallas have four games in hand on San Jose. Vegas has two. Winnipeg has one. So the Sharks got to uh, the Sharks got to uh, keep keep pushing if they want to make this uh, happen. Yeah, I mean, and then you have Vegas actually playing pretty well lately. But right now, and it's kind of weird we find ourselves in this position, but, like, they just got to keep pace. Um, I, I think the team to look out for is just Vegas because there are reports that Jake Alcock can be ready in the next three to four weeks. And if he's ready that soon, um, A, what – the hell is Buffalo doing? Like just just in general, like why <laughs> why why didn't you just allow him to get his surgery in dur- during the off season and all that? But um, Vegas could be one of those teams that just skyrockets real fast. And um, I still think Calgary is a playoff team, but um, if they have a drought and they don't and they don't score the first goal like they've been doing for 19 times this season, that would be a team I would kind of just watch to see if. Um, they go through a mid-season slump. Yeah, and that's going to be the tough part. Uh, you know, and, and I see, uh, well, first off, Ricky Barton Slager saying, Sharks got to commit to the tank. Vancouver and Arizona are kicking our, our ass for, in the fight for right. You know, so you you got to 
you got to wonder uh, at this point because, uh, you know, you are if you are going for Team Tank, oh, boy. You know, and, and then, you know, Richard Duvall is saying, you know, I'd, I'd say keep winning to boost Hurdle's value, then trade. Well, mm. at this point, do you trade him if you're going to make a playoff run? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... When is the trade deadline? I believe it's March um, uh, 29th, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And the good enough thing is that it's towards the end of the year, end of the season. And we should know by then if the Sharks are going to still be in playoff contention. Because right now they're playing with house money. Um, no one expected to, for them to be in this in this spot. But of course, um, you know, we still got to figure out what we're going to do about Kane and if that's even a tradable contract because, again, he has his three teams he wants to go to, of course, Winnipeg, Buffalo, and Tampa Bay. But, like, I'm sure if the Sharks came to him, they could probably ask him to go to some other team if, if that's not on his list. Right. That'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that works because what do you do? At this point, Right now, if you're in the same position come March, what do you do? I mean, I, you, you, again, we can mention again how we talked about how $14 million of cap space is sitting, you know, yeah. at home in the press box or with the CUDA. And you have a guy who obviously, I think, wants to stay in San Jose. He's scored a hat trick tonight, fan favorite. And you might lose him for nothing. That's the tricky thing. And like, I think if anything, you're going to try to see the Sharks move Simic's contract. Um, Middleton was pretty good tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, Muluch was decent also. Um, I think the Sharks are definitely going to try to see if they can get out of uh, his decent $3 million cap hit, I think is what it was. What it was. So, for who? I'm sorry. Simic. Uh, I believe it is. Let me look that up for yeah. you. Uh, March 21st is the trade deadline. Thank you. I, for some reason, I kept thinking 29th, so my apologies for screwing up once again because that's what it's I do good. here. Um, but let me, uh, for Cap Friendly, yeah, I think Shimmick's, uh, you know, one of those guys that, okay, you're sitting in the bench. We don't know what's going on with Kanijov. We wonder, you know, it's going to go there. You also like Ricky saying, uh, you know, uh, Barabanov, can he be retained? He's playing too well. He sh he might go at the deadline. Uh, I mean, if you can afford him, I mean, a $1 million deal for for a year is pretty good. Let's see what happens uh, with that one. Uh, well, Barabanov, you can't retain. So the, the that's another contract where maybe the he, the Sharks can get him to resign for another another contract, but if the Sharks are singing out the playoffs by like two or three games, um, it wouldn't surprise me if, of course, the Sharks trade Hurdle. But if you trade Hurdle and with all the commotion regarding what's happened during the offseason, um, I'm not saying the fan base is going to like riot, but like at the same time, it's just not going to be a good luck for this franchise. And I think they do care about public perception a lot, even though tonight there wasn't a lot of attendance. Um, some of that is also that it just the price for tickets has gone up while recession is continues and continues to go up. So that's also another thing. But um, you can't lose another face to that, you know, to, to your Western Conference final run. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, the the Sharks publicly have said that, you know, they need to continue to compete for a playoff spot to, you know, keep butts in the seats. 10,500, um, you know, that's, there's a threshold I like to keep, and that's the Cow Palace level. You know, it was uh, 10,888, I think, was their, for their first season for full capacity. They're not getting that. And it doesn't help that the Warriors are in, on a crazy run again, that the Niners are making a run. The Giants had a great run in, in here, and the Sharks are, let's be honest, quite considerably on 
you can say re re retool or reset, but I mean it's a rebuild. I I mean yeah, it's a. I think it's more of a retool at this point because just what it's, they have tied up in cap um, from Eric Carlson, Burns, Velasic, uh, the list goes further. But um, you know. I, I think for a large portion of the fan base, there was a burnout factor of not getting the job done in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, there was a whole second round and not, you know, keep on getting out then finally making the Western conference finals. Um, of course, making to the Stanley cup did kind of ease a lot of that. But of course this team has also been like still without a cup because they lost the penguins. So in this market in particular, when, the Niners are semi decent. Well, that's debatable, but <laughs> but <laughs> don't get me started with the Niners in that game. Oh man. Yeah. But the, the just the point is is that when you see the Warriors playing so well and so consistent and have Steph Curry, who's this global name, um, I think it's just more about a failure of the NHL not promoting and not making the the athletes the stars, not the teams. Yeah, I mean, how many times do I, you don't hear about, oh, you hear about the original six in the NFL. I mean, yes, you hear about the Yankees and Cubs and et cetera yeah. in MLB at times, but it's nothing like it's literally thrown in your throat. Uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of star talent out there that they can use and they should use. Uh, you know, so again, that's something yeah. that, they, that the league and... and their marketing, you know, arms need to work on for sure. Uh, as for Hurdle, uh, Andy, man, good to see you, bud, in here. I know you've been, I haven't seen you in a bit, but good to see you here. The future of Hurdle, I am betting, is more closely tied to Kane's future than in, it is with the Sharks' win-loss record. I know he wants to win, but I, th- I think he wanted to escape Kane more. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, you know, I've always I've always said that when Kane signed that contract, it would did kind of push out Pavelski, and I can't see Kane's contract pushing out Hurdle also. So if that's the case, it's one of Doug Wilson's worst moves because you lose two of your top centers for this player that we've gone on for many many times. Yeah, and the and the tough part is is where where can you send him? You know, he has a three-team no-move, which is essentially a two-team no-move, because we know now, according to Elliot Friedman, that Buffalo is on that list, or excuse me, Winnipeg is on that list. We suspect Buffalo's the other team, one of the other two teams. Uh, so, yeah, the, the the three teams are Winnipeg, Buffalo, and Tampa. So, like, whatever. We whatever he's trying to sure. do yep tampa for sure huh okay uh dana meyerson i don't think they should trade hurdle away at the deadline unless they're really out of it it's a sad and unceremonious way to go especially if there's a decent shot at the playoffs and then hurdle wouldn't be there for to be part of the playoff run i mean i don't know how i feel about it because if the Sharks make the playoffs and let's say they do and then lose in the first round, like we've literally lost hurdle for a lot. We could have gotten back for potentially a first round pick and, you know, a lot of assets for hurdle. But if the Sharks go out in the first or even like the second round, it's still a huge loss um, in my book. You know, and, and getting and now we see a lot of attendance issues coming into the fact, you know, and a lot of it's with the COVID issues. Uh, but winning also does a lot of things. I mean, of course, the, the state is now requiring proof of vaccination uh, for kids uh, up until yeah. 11 going forward. So I'm curious if that's got anything else going on to it with it. Um and uh, it's it's tough, and it's it's tough to see too, um, because I think you know, I know, I think everybody who's been here, um, it, it's like we we love this game. Th- this team has shown flashes of being good. Like tonight's game was a pretty entertaining one um, to go and yeah. support. 
Uh, Lanical with the $5 Super Chat donation. Thank you again uh, very much. I have a feeling if the Sharks are in a playoff spot in March, Doug might think we're one piece away again. Hopefully King gets moved so Hurdle stays. Yeah, mm, I mean, that, that's the thing. Um, it's not going to happen. I'll just, it just the odds of Kane moving are just pretty slim. Um, I, and I honestly, even if the Sharks make that their big move is bringing back Kane, I still don't want it because you're, you're kind of ruining your line chemistry for that's kind of developed and kind of solidified at this point. Um, my thing is, is that you wonder if Kane gets showcased, he gets called up to be showcased in a deal. You know, that's one thing that I'm curious about. So, yeah, it's but even if you showcase him, like who's going to take that contract? I know the Sharks have said that the Sharks would retain 50% of that contract. I'm not even too sure any team wants the locker room issues that have been pretty present in both Buffalo now in the San Jose Sharks. Um, a third team really needs to say, Hey, we're just going to go for it. We don't care. We have a solid group to deal with Kane's extra stuff. Yeah. I just, uh, that's so, uh, Ricky Barton Slager, Dead cap, three million Carlson, four million Vlasic, you know, two point seven five LeBanc, one million Jones. That's twenty million dead cap. Really, just overpayments and buyouts. This team cannot yeah. be a contender until some of those expire. Um, yeah, I mean that is the case, and you have you have Jones on there. You, you're most likely, I could see them doing a buyout with with Kane just to finally get him off the books. Um, you know. So we'll we'll see how it goes. That's another thing, you know. That's another thing to, down the road. But uh, let's let's talk about something that's even more depressing right now. Ooh, Barracuda! So the Barracuda played tonight in Stockton. The uh, so it's kind of the. Uh, NHL squad and the AHL squad both playing the same teams. Uh, the Stockton Heat, of course, the Calgary Flames affiliate. And um, to to say it was an inferno might be um, putting it lightly. Uh, Stockton beat the Barracuda 10-1 to tonight. Um, which... Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, Brian Frace uh, get got a hat trick in this one. Uh, well, we'll give credit to Montana Onyabuchi. Uh, he got his first goal of the season and the only goal, uh, for the San Jose Barracuda in this one. Uh, this one was just nightmare to, from all stretches. Stockton goes three for five on the power play, uh, on this night. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, uh, the Barracuda would go 0 for three. Uh, but you know, at, when I was talking to Kevin Lacey, because he is kind of our go-to Barracuda guy. You know, you had Mel Nichek called up to take place for Reimer yeah. uh, in this one. And, and, you know, you have Malosh uh, up with the Kuda, with the Sharks. You have Alt yeah. uh Yoel Shellman, uh, Ibergramov. I hope I did that well for you, Jerk, if you're watching. Um, and, and to be honest, he was saying... The Barracuda have absolutely no forward death at all at this point, except maybe Nick Merkley uh, or, you know, Joachim Bilekfeld or Scott Reedy having a tough time to go with it. Um, but that was just a yikes. And, and, and with the yikes, I can say, you know, at least they got some kids that are going to be coming up, you know, over the next year when they open up that new, new arena. Uh, is this the first real bad loss of the season? Like ten to one is pretty striking, but um, I think ten to one is I could say is an absolute annihilation. Okay, annihilation, but like it, they, it seemed like they've been consistent. It's just the amount of talent that's been brought up to the Sharks from Barracuda, like Lacey just said, like um, is a big reason why. I mean, you see that all the time with AHL teams, like just players move left and right up and down and i think 
tonight's probably not on log players, but losing 10 to one um, is just not good for the system. Yeah, it's not going to help things, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, they, they're they going to um, <clears throat> get a boost when Evander Kane makes his Barracuda debut on this Saturday as a part of the oh. Hockey Day in San Jose doubleheader. The Barracuda will play at one o'clock. The Sharks will play at seven. But, um, you know, it's it's bad. And, uh, you know. You hope that uh, they can turn around, and it's one of those where it can be demoralizing. I mean, but even former sh- former shark uh, or former Cuda, I should say, Nick D. Simone with a, a pair of assists in 14 seconds. <laughs> in th- in <laughs> uh, the, just to just to twist the twist the knife and add some salt into the wound there. So. Uh, that- that's that will give you your update on on the CUDA for the, for this evening. So we'll be on the lookout for that. But uh, you know, and AJ saying, yeah, they lost seven one to Abbotsford on November twelfth. Yeah. So it's it's um November twelfth. Okay. It, it's um, it's more it's more rough than than uh than a dog barking. That's for damn sure. Because yikes. Uh, so November 12th was the game after the Sharks COVID stretch where Sharks had seven players on COVID. Um, or when they came so, back, you mean? Yeah. So they were, so, they made that flight from Winnipeg to Abbotsford. And so that was a rough yeah. one. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him that, but you know, Oh boy! Anyhow, quick scores around the league: five four. The Leafs beat the Blue Jackets in that one. Ceremony of Austin Matthews with a pair of goals in that one. Lightning win three to two. Corey Perry comes back to haunt his former team that he was in the Stanley Cup final with. Uh, with that goal, uh, Islanders win five to three. They were on the road, so of course no celebration uh, in their new barn. Uh, Former Sharks prospect Josh Norris with his 11th of the season. Uh, Nashville wins 5-2 to two over uh, the Red Wings. The Predators have the same amount of points as the Sharks do in the playoff race. Uh, Ducks shut out the Sabres 2-0, and I want to bring this up because did you see, which is most likely the goal of the year? you talking about the alley-oop? Yeah. I mean, really creative playing. Um, you know, I grew up watching Papu Datsuk on the Red Wings, and he would obviously try to do something very, very similar with throwing the puck over the net. Um, but, man, seeing it actually work, um, <laughs> it's good seeing the, the young guys try some stuff that uh, you typically don't see in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. Sonny Milano with the tip in there for his eighth, and, and the Zegris, you know, goes like he yeah. couldn't believe it. I mean, it looked like he was going to go for the Michigan, but uh, but a uh, nice play all around. Ducks win that one two nothing. Blues win in overtime four to three over the Florida Panthers. Barkov makes his return, gets his tenth of the season. Uh, Canes beat up on the Jets four to two. And let's see here, uh, Rangers six to two over the Blackhawks. Uh, the scary incident with. Um, yeah, uh, I I can't remember the gentleman's name. I I he was out before his head hit the ice uh, from that hit from Truba. I I just hope uh, 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 crap that Kyra you can that Kyra you can tell by just looking at the replays that he was in pain immediately after he took that hit, and it was a huge hit too. But um, for the most part, like. You hope things are going to turn out well, but he lay unconscious on the ice for a good, good moment. And I hope everything's are turning out well, but man, that hit was really bad. Yeah. Uh, the Wild uh, went into into uh, Edmonton and uh, lit up the Oilers four to one on this night. That's the Sharks' next opponent. So uh, let's let's talk. Uh, Chu, okay, Jukar Kyra. Uh, who I think was a former Oiler, for that matter, if I remember c- correctly. Uh, so three people. <laughs> thank you very much. Appreciate it, my friends. I love. See, this is why you have the super super chat because of the support that they give you. So huge ups to all of you. We appreciate each and every one of you, 
as always. So do yourself a favor. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button down below. Be a part of this awesome community. We're going to be jumping over to the Discord in a few uh, to uh, to uh, talk some more hockey. So, uh, But for Minnesota, uh, um, he got them on Thursday night. I mean, Minnesota, like, the Sharks played really well um, the first time they met. It was 4-1, I believe, in Minnesota. Um, but still, Minnesota has been playing pretty well. I watched some of the Edmonton game tonight, and they jumped up to, like, a 2-0 lead in the first three or four minutes. Um, again, I'm not too sure if last year was kind of a fluke, but they are a tough team to handle, and... Uh, the thing with just the Sharks I want to see is to get off to better starts. I mean, um, for all intents and purposes, it will probably be Hill's fifth or sixth game in a row that he's going to start. Um, I, I know things can change with warm-up, and James I might, might be feeling better, but it wouldn't surprise me if Hill gets another nod tonight. But, like, again, just get ahead tonight with the first goal would probably really help out against Minnesota. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Uh, Minnesota, 18-6-1 on the campaign. They're, they're one of the top teams in the West. Uh, won't be an easy one. Uh, they, the Sharks certainly gave them a run for their money when they were up in the state of hockey. So that's a 7.30 start on Thursday night. Of course, Stealth Night. Uh, so, oh, Lordy. We can, mm, those jerseys, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we'll bring this to a close. In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. As we said, keep that hitting that subscribe button. SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. So, uh, final thoughts on where the people can find you, Al. Um, you can find me at Twitter at Al Marnay, and Instagram is right there. Um, but for the most part, it's a great team win. Um, being down 3-1 and be able to crawl back and get two points and not give up like an OT point, um, really huge at this point. Um, and really bounce back game for Hill in general. So, yeah. I'm at Puckguy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, yeah, Hill's got to keep going with this uh, until Reimer gets back. Of course, uh, Reimer has been a little bit, uh, you know, like we said, he hasn't played more than a half a season at most uh, during a regular season. So uh, with that, we'll get out of here. The Chomperization will now continue on the Discord channel. Join us over there. And until Thursday night after Sharks and Wild, keep it real, keep it teal, and keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We'll see you Thursday night.